Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive, a Sunday morning sermon right here on our website. Uh, there are wonderful ministers, not everyone, but there are. You may have to search for them, but they're wonderful Bible teachers and preachers online, on radio, on television. You have to sift through, as the scripture said. Prove all things by the word of God, by the scriptures, by the Bible, and hold fast those things that are good. Let everything else go and hold fast that that lines up with the word of God. We want to line upon line, precept upon precept in the word of God today. So we're moving uh, through this Thanksgiving season, which really doesn't end at all with Christians after Thanksgiving Day. We are thankful every single day, and we don't just give Thanksgiving, we live Thanksgiving. Praise God. And I pray that is is true of you as a child of God and a believer of in Jesus Christ and upon Christ for salvation. Uh, but now we're moving into the gift-giving season, Christmas season, uh, Commercialized, oh yes, but spiritual to the believer, very precious to the believer, a time in which we celebrate the gift that keeps on giving. That's the title of our teaching today as we move into this Christmas season, amen, and that is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, you're saved today by a gift and you and that gift has been granted because God was willing to give his only begotten son as a gift to us to die upon the cross for us the bible speaks of what we have received in these precious personal gifts the gift of salvation the gift of righteousness as the unspeakable gift now i'm going to try in my my the with the help of the holy spirit and i'm asking him to help you receive it because this is this is an unspeakable gift and yet it is a speakable truth it is hard to comprehend but it's not hard to apprehend praise god you can come to christ and receive this gift that keeps on giving because it is an e- it involves where we spend eternity i love that song don't you amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me i once was lost but now i'm found i was blind but now i see hallelujah when we bend there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun. We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we just begun. Truly, salvation is the gift that keeps on giving. Praise God. Amen. Let's talk about the gift of salvation, the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen. The unspeakable gift that opens up unto us the unsearchable riches of 
Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. The gift that keeps on giving. I want to first begin reading in, in Romans chapter 5 as we open this gift up today and begin to appropriate faith in what God has granted to us. If you don't know Jesus, thank you for being our very special guest. We're glad you came today. Most people, the devil keeps them away from our website if he can because they're going to hear the good news of Jesus in this terribly bad news world. Oh, friend, stay tuned and see what God has granted all of humanity that will receive it. Amen. See what this gift is today. And if you are a return listener today, thank you for coming back to our website to hear this sermon. We pray you will stay tuned as we open this unspeakable gift and we begin to delve in to the unsearchable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. We get a taste of the power of the world to come. Amen. If you are a, 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 a listener that's been consistently listening, uh, you are part of our listening family and we pray that we have been and are being a blessing to you. That is our intention today and that you will pray for us and with us as we seek to reach as many as will hear the word, as many as God sends his word to. We claimed a scripture in Psalm 107 and verse 20 when we began uh, the radio ministry and when we began the internet ministry. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Praise God. Not only the written word from the scriptures, but also Christ himself, the word made flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God has sent us to you, and we're glad to be your servant for his sake today to teach and preach and proclaim the word of God. If you have your Bible on the subject, the gift that keeps on giving, grace, salvation, righteousness. Listen, in in chapter 5, and Jesus, through whom it all comes to us. Chapter 5, beautiful, beautiful chapter here in, in, in the New Testament, in the book of Romans chapter 5. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, patience experience, and experience hope. I'm going to back up because, you know, when we get to this part, we're all having a pretty good, <laughs> pretty good time till God says, you know, there's going to be some pressure. There's going to be persecution. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have persecution. You're going to have pressure. That's what the word tribulation, not the great tribulation, but tribulation. It's, it's the Greek word that means anguish and pressure, heartache, and heartbreak along with it. Uh, but be of good cheer, he says. I have overcome the world. He did it in our behalf. By the way, this persecution part of this pressure is a badge 
of authenticity to the believer. Amen. If you were of the world, Jesus said, the world would love its own, but you are not of this world. Amen. They, they, if, if the world, if you were, they would embrace you, but they do not. They, they shun you and they persecute you and they blame you. And he said, when they speak all evil, all manner of evil against you, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven and that's where it counts and it takes a spiritual christian someone with a with a kingdom view to understand and appreciate what he's saying we glory in our tribulations and also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and this hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. Hallelujah. Just wanted to explain that part before we go forward here. Uh, let me back up to it. I feel prompted by the Spirit to stop and, and, and back up to this for just a little while today. The book of James says, here's how we do, this is how we glory in tribulations as children of God. The book of James says, <laughs> amen, and, and you, this is another one that you're going to have to chew a little bit before you swallow it. It's something that God wants us to know because the persecution here in the last final days the devil's pulling out all of the stops we're not going to be embraced by the world for being honest for being upright for being righteous for believing the bible for identifying with jesus we're going to be persecuted some of us are going to be ostracized you have friends uh, that probably are going to quit you Someone said to a preacher one time, it could have been me. <laughs> I've, I've quoted so many preachers, I'm beginning to quote myself now and, and, <laughs> and wonder if I've infringed on anyone's copyright. <laughs> Amen. Listen, this is not copyrighted word that I'm going to bring you in a moment. But someone said to a preacher, he said, well, I have to give up my flaky friends if I come to Jesus. And, and, and the preacher said, said, listen, come to Christ, get saved, and then follow Jesus Christ. And you won't have to give them up. They'll give you up. They might give you up, but they'll have a witness, amen, of the, of the power of the gospel to transform our lives here and secure us for eternity when we go with Christ to heaven. Amen. Friend of mine, I want you to know right now, amen, being a Christian is more than just mouthing words. It is experiencing the very power of God that raised Jesus from the dead. This is a, this is a mighty work of God, this gift of grace. For the spirit of him that raised up Jesus has come to dwell in us. Hallelujah. Friend of mine. Oh, dear friend of mine today. Salvation is a gift that will keep on giving throughout all eternity. Amen. And we're seeing the result of being saved right here. And number one is we have right standing with God. Therefore, being justified by faith. I like the paraphrase. It says, therefore, having been made right in God's sight by faith in his promises. 
and literally in his person, Jesus Christ. Amplified said, therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given right standing with God. This is a forensic term here. It's for a courtroom. It's where a prosecutor is trying to get us sentenced. And it's where a man, a defense attorney, is standing in our behalf. And if there is found no no way to prosecute us, uh, amen, then we are acquitted and we are declared Righteous. In other words, our, the crime has been expunged from our record and it can never be prosecuted against us again. Hallelujah. In the Greek language, it's a powerful legal term to pronounce, accept, and treat as just. I love, I love, uh, I love this, this, this I guess it's just a, a an explanation of this powerful Greek word, dikau. As on the one hand, this Bible scholar says, as on the one hand, not penally liable, and on the other, entitled to all the privileges due to those who have kept the law. It is, it is thus a forensic term denoting a judicial act of, an, of administrating the law. In this case, by declaring a verdict of acquittal and so excluding all possibility of condemnation. Oh, friend, <laughs> justification settles the legal status of the person being justified. And it leaves us just as if we had never sinned. Hallelujah. Martin Luther says on justification, Now the article of justification, which is our sole defense, not only against all the force and craft of man, but also against the gates of hell, is this that by faith only in Christ and without works we are pronounced right and saved. That's salvation. Now, this without works doesn't mean there isn't works that attest to and confirm our salvation, for we are created unto good works, but none of those works, no matter how good, can in and of themselves save you or save me. We cannot be saved with any work because our righteousness, without him pronouncing us and granting us his gift of righteousness is as a filthy rag compared to God's holy requirement. No one can get saved. No one can be good enough to be saved except they receive Jesus as the mediator between God and man. Only his blood that was shed at the cross has any saving power. No religious act. No, (laughs) listen, friend of mine, the self-righteous will never be able to enter the kingdom of God. It requires a righteousness above that. And the self-righteous religionists of Christ's day, the, the those that considered themselves above everyone and everything, Jesus said, except your righteousness exceed that of the scribe and the Pharisee, you will in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. So, friend of mine, 
This monumental gift of grace grants to the believer a perfect standing with God. That is the initial work of grace in our life positionally. There is a progressive work of grace in our life to sanctify us and to, to, to let us work out that that has been accomplished in us through the blood of Jesus Christ and through His suffering and His sacrifice on the cross. I'm going to say this again, the monumental gift of grace grants to the believer a perfect standing with God, a provision of God's own mercy and not our merit. God has provided more than a legal pardon. He imparts Christ's righteousness to the one who believes and repents of sin. He not only forgives our sin, He gives us and grants to us Christ's innocence. It's the exchange of garments. It's taking Jesus took our filthy robes spotted by the flesh and by sin and, and, and stained with sin. And he gave us his perfect robe without any stain or spot. <laughs> and he wore ours to the cross to be punished in our place. And we were set free from the guilt from the shame, and above all, from the result of wearing that robe and standing before God at the great white throne and being banished from heaven and condemned to hell. This gift that we have received, the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of righteousness through Him, amen, the gift of salvation from Him, this is truly the gift that keeps on giving. Throughout all eternity, we will be celebrating this gift. For we will understand then more than we could ever, comp ever comprehend now the value of what it means to be saved, not because of the holy city, not because we have a body that will live forever and never be sick and we're reunited with loved ones. That is fabulous. That's enough to shout throughout eternity for. But because we have escaped the damnation of hell, the eternal banishment from God and punishment, oh, friend, what is that worth? What a gift we've received when we receive the gift of salvation. For by grace you are saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. It goes on to say, for we are not saved by the works of the law, but we are created unto good works. So works are confirmation of salvation. It's not the works that save us, but when we're saved, the works confirm that that has occurred in our life. We pass from death to life because we love the brethren. One of those works. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been buried with Christ, raised with Him to walk in the newness of life. We've been baptized by one spirit into one body, baptized into Jesus' death and raised and with Him identified with his resurrection to walk in the newness of life. Praise God, friend of mine, to have this right standing with God 
By the way, the scripture said, for the grace of God has been, has been, has appeared to all men, teaching us. This doesn't teach us to sin and use grace as some kind of cover up for our sinful tendencies and our sinful activities. No. Amen. For the grace of God that has appeared to all men granted unto us that we should shun ungodliness and live righteously and godly in this present world. Grace is to help us to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil positionally, primarily, secondarily, practically, and personally. So grace is not a cover-up for sin. Listen very carefully to Jude, uh, in the book of Jude, where it says these words. It said, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. This is not working for salvation. This is works that confirm that salvation has truly occurred. In works they deny him, being unto every good work abominable and reprobate. Abominable and reprobate. Our righteousness is as a filthy rag. It's abominable before God unless it's granted through grace. I'm going to say that again. Our works at its best, our best, is abominable before God unless it's granted by grace. It's called the gift of righteousness and the gift of God's own Son and the gift of salvation. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, as we move into this gift-giving season, they sold a lot of products by, by saying this is a gift that keeps on giving. This is not something you just use during the Christmas season or you consume during Christmas Day. Uh, like a shaver, electric shaver for a man, brand new Remington or whatever. Uh, it Every time he shaves, the gift that he initially got keeps on giving him that shave. And he remembers the gift and who gave it. This is way beyond any material gift. Oh, by the way, if he got a new Escalade, that would keep on giving. Every time he cranks it up and drives down the road in luxury, uh, he, he says, you know, this gift is still giving all year long. Oh, these are nice things. Oh, but it's incomparable. Incomparable to the gift of God's Son and the gift of His sin sacrifice on the cross in our behalf, Him becoming our sacrifice lamb. For we were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold after the, after the tradition of our fathers, the Scripture said, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, without spot or blemish, a lamb. God hath provided a lamb. God has given us His Son. Hallelujah. What a gift today. And what gifts come from that initial gift. Because this gift just keeps on giving. Not just now, but throughout all eternity. Praise God. Amen. Friend of mine, I'm so glad to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If you were living in a cardboard box 
and you were witness to and received Christ as your Savior, and and He hasn't, uh, you haven't had the opportunity for all the blessings that come along with it, even the material blessings, when God becomes your heavenly Father. He will provide for you. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. No doubt about it, He won't leave you in a cardboard box. But if you're in a cardboard box the day after you come to Christ, (laughs) you've received a gift that is far beyond anything that any rich man or woman possesses in the world today. He's called the pearl of great price, a treasure hid in a field. That is so, so, so very valuable that if a man ever finds that treasure, he sells all that he has that he might buy that field. I believe the song was written about the, about that scripture or, or along with it and others confirming it that says, take this whole world and give me Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. What would a man give in exchange for his soul? Jesus asked the question. Jesus was astonished that we we would trade our eternal destiny for temporal things like silver and gold and fame and fortune. Oh, what would a man give? What would a man give in exchange for his undying eternal soul? Kingdom of God is like a pearl of great price, when a man finds it, when he discovers it, amen, he gives up everything that he has because what he's receiving is more precious, more valuable than anything he may sacrifice to get it. Ah, dear friend, it may cost you a relationship that is wrong with somebody. It may cost you a job. It may cost you. Uh, you may have to take a pay cut to be honest on your job. But I'm going to tell you what you just received if you got saved is more precious, more valuable than anything you can acquire down in this old fallen world. It's going to pass away, and everything in it is going to pass away. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Hallelujah. And I want to be part of that new heaven and that new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Praise God. Oh, friend, today if you're a Christian, We're moving into a season that's been commercialized. And the world would like to push out the message of Christ and what it truly means. And they're relentless in the pushback to that. But we're still here. The church, the true church, is alive and well. (laughs) Amen. We are not going to be overwhelmed by the darkness. We're not going to be discounted and discredited to where the gospel has no impact. For the word of God is alive, it's quick, and it's powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It will outlast this world and this is the word by which the gospel is still being preached and is being preached even through the, the, the songs of Christmas that have come through the testimony of Jesus. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Oh, praise God. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay for Christ our Savior was born 
on Christmas Day. Hallelujah. And it goes on and on. And they're still playing. In a secular world, they can't just stamp it all out and, and cancel it all out with an Xmas instead of because of the Christ before Christmas. <laughs> oh, friend, we're still here. God is still working. The Holy Spirit is still sponsoring us, <laughs> aiding and abetting us to get the gospel to the world. And what a time when those, the, the whole world is acknowledging maybe, maybe, yeah, business is the commercialization and people that don't understand the unspeakable gift, it's just commercialization. It's things and, and an occasion to drink and get rowdy and, and, and give gifts and just become materialistic. Ah, but for we who know Christ, this is a holy time we're entering into. A season of hope, regardless of the situation that the world may find itself in. The more hopeless the world finds itself, the more helpless people feel to deal with the problems and, and perplexities that, that this fallen world is falling into right now gives the message of hope. <laughs> Amen. It puts it in parenthesis. It puts it in neon lights. It puts it in laser lights. Praise God. And that's why if we carry this hope and we manifest this hope that we have as Christians, you better be ready to be a witness to share the testimony of Jesus because the scripture says be instant in season out of season. You never know when. You never know where. The opportunity is going to arise. So be ready all the time to share Jesus. Be instant in season, out of season. Be ready to give an answer to all men for the reason of the hope that is in you. This world needs some good news bad. And we have the good news. <laughs> That's what gospel means. That's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. The lost can be saved. No one is so deep into darkness that the light can't shine into that darkness. The light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ is still shining. And we who share that testimony and represent Him in this world, amen, we're still shining as God's luminaries, as the light of the world. A city which cannot be hid. Hallelujah. Don't ever put that light under a bushel to fit in. And to just, you know, get, just become just like everybody else for the sake of being accepted and applauded by everyone. Let our light so shine before men. Amen. And as we let our light shine, everyone's not going to come to the light because their deeds are evil and they don't want the light. Oh, friend, but there are those that are going to come and you and I can be used of God. The, uh, the carriers, prisoners of hope, carriers of hope, purveyors of hope, proclaimers of hope. Oh, we can give the good news to a bad news world. Today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, 
I want to tell you today, God knows you and God loves you. And God gave His Son. When I say gave, He didn't give Him just to lay in a manger. That was the beginning of His mission. The beginning of the gift was a baby in a manger, pure, holy, wonderful, God incarnate, God coming to us, taking on flesh. But friend, He he didn't stay in the manger. He came to lay in the manger so He could grow to maturity and go to the cross. And that's what it means when it says, For unto us a child is born, a son is given. A son is given. For God so loved the world that He gave. To, to do what? Lay in a manger? No. To die on a cross. To take our place and our punishment so that we could be forgiven and receive the gift of righteousness and justification and live with God forever. Hallelujah. Age without end. We'll be celebrating the gift that keeps on giving and the one who gave it, the Heavenly Father, and the gift Himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. So I pray today that if you're a Christian, you'll enter into this season and never lose the joy of salvation. Celebrate Jesus every single day and be ready to share the hope He has granted you with anyone who is open to receive your witness and your testimony because they're primed and ready for it. Oh, the world is in such bad shape. The good news is readily received by those who don't place darkness over light. And today, if you're in the darkness of de- of de- deceit and the darkness of sin. I believe the light has shined to you this very day. I believe the Holy Spirit is shining it in your heart. He's bidding you come. Come just like you are, repenting of your sin. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and receive the gift that will keep on giving throughout all eternity. In Jesus' name.